Hello and welcome to the Women's Workshop. I'm Ella, the founder of the Women's Workshop, and this is my partner and co-host, Immy. Hi, I'm Immy. So uh, if you've been listening to our previous podcast, we've had some great interviews, uh, the best being last week, which was myself, uh, because we didn't have anyone to interview. But this week we do have someone. Um, but first things first, let's talk about things currently happening with the Women's Workshop. So we have an ongoing competition um, entitled What Does Feminism Mean to You? Or What Does Being a Woman in the Arts Mean to You? It's a very interpretive piece. You can do it in any medium. And the prize is you'll get commissioned to design a podcast logo for me and Emmy. So yeah, big wins. Yeah, and as far as we're concerned, there's like no cutoff day. It's until we have like enough entries to judge. Yes, the entries have been, uh, <laughs> I think we still have one entry, unless I've missed something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've had one entry. So if you want to enter, the, uh, the competition is um, very you know, what's the word? I fucking hot. That's it. The competition is hot. So uh, get ready, people. Um, yeah, we've been pretty, pretty quiet on the Women's Workshop recently, only because we both now work um, full time. So, but we, uh, we still make time for it. And we still welcome ideas and chats. And hopefully we'll be hosting another networking event soon when our schedules allow it. Um, but for the time being, we will be putting out a podcast every week, as per usual. And tonight, we will be interviewing the lovely uh, Rianne, also known as Rianne's Art on Instagram. Um, um, I think it's just R. Heron's Art because her name's Rianne Herod's. Oh my God, I've print. I've been pronouncing it Rianne's the whole time. I've like followed her account. <laughs> oh, fuck, that, makes, that makes way more sense. <laughs> Okay, so it's our herons, apparently. My, my mind's just been blown. Um, she does amazing artwork. So she works in illustration. She does like um, stickers, prints, postcards, but she also works in fine art. So in like mind blowing fine art paintings. Um, I remember I shared one on my story a while ago with this like heavy metal music and it was like this sort of godlike alien creature like melting in the sun and oh my God, it's just, she's incredible. So prepare yourselves for awesomeness. Yeah, a lot of retrofuturism and that's, oh, just does something to me. Yeah, love it. It would be great for um, designing like an album cover or doing like some some animation film in that retro 70s style would yeah. be really cool as well. Concept art for a sci-fi film, that's what I see. Yeah, definitely. But uh, anyway, do we have anything else to announce, Emmy, or? Um, no, not as far as I know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say no for now. Okay, so let's just hop straight into our interview with Rianne. Uh, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, Rianne. Welcome to the Women's Workshop podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Hello. How are you guys? Oh, perfect. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just tired out from work. But apart from that, uh, very excited to be here with you. Um, firstly, how have you been doing during um, lockdown and the pandemic and the apocalypse? Uh, so much screaming. Um, I don't know, it's been alright. It's It's been um, challenging. You know, I've, I literally graduated last year, so I went into this world of mania to, you know, it wasn't the best year to decide to something. Degrees, so yeah, it was very... Um, 
what's the word, very intimidating, so yeah. Yeah, no, it's been a bit, it's just been a fucking crazy year. Like, I feel like in some ways it's gone quite fast, but in other ways it feels like years ago that this all happened. Oh my God, like time does not exist anymore. I know. I, I, I don't even know what day it is, you know, it's mad. Oh, it was... lame. My, like, my job that week starts on a Sunday, so I'm on Sunday thinking, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't do weekends. I'm like, I mean... Yeah, like Monday to Friday, like I need my weekends to chill out. But I am all for a three-day weekend. I just don't feel like two days of the week is enough time to like recuperate from the stresses of life. Oh, definitely not. I, I mean, I only work part-time at my day job. So I'm glad to have the, the time off to, you know, just relax and do other work, but mostly just watch Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> like I'm an inspiration. I've been so unproductive. Like, Imi was talking about how she wrote, like, a whole EP during lockdown, and I'm just here, like, oh I, I, just, I just binged all the series on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently on season five of Grey's Anatomy, so, you know, it's... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Grey's Anatomy, I got obsessed with. I watched the first five seasons. I, I loved it. And then I, I don't really know what happened. I don't know if someone died or got bored, but I stopped watching it. And then like three years later, I was like, oh, I did really like Grey's Anatomy. So I watched it all the way through again. And then I got to season five again and got a bit bored. But like, I don't think, I don't feel like anything happens. I feel like I got a bit pissed off that people kept dying. Oh, no spoilers. I only just started season five, man. Oh, no, no, no. I, no spoilers. But <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's some there's some sad, sad shit that goes on and I couldn't handle it after a while. See, everything I know about Grace and oh, Anatomy, God. I know because of Scrubs. Oh my God, I love Scrubs. What? How, Scrubs is how do you know about Grey's Anatomy because of Scrubs? Scrubs does lots of stuff where it like says, oh, that happened in Grey's Anatomy. Like, and then turns to the camera and winks. Oh shit, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought Scrubs came yeah. out before Grey's Anatomy though. They were around the same time. Oh, I actually love Scrubs. It's so, I mean, it's not, it's nothing like Grey's Anatomy though, really, is it? Because I feel like it's more of a it's comedy with accurate. like specks of drama occasionally. Apparently Scrubs is the most medically accurate Yeah, it's very tongue-in-cheek and it kind of has that. Anyway, moving back to uh, the art questions. Yeah, so tell us a bit about you and your art history. Oh God, no pressure. Um, <laughs> so as I mentioned, I've just graduated. Um, I say just because I'm, I'm always going to say just until I actually do get the ceremony, which has been constantly um, cancelled. So anyway, I've just graduated as of June 2020, so almost an entire year of being a, an official adult. Um, and having graduated last year, I decided to start my own business and kind of go into the world of being an illustrator and try and learn more from the real world than I ever learned in my degree. Um, so yeah, I started my, my Etsy business around about June last year. Um, so we're coming up to the anniversary soon, that's very exciting. Um, and then in the meantime, I do commission work and I do big murals I just you know I like to have my hands in many pies so yeah what like um have you have you enjoyed it starting your own business has it been a bit has it been stressful at times it has been oh my goodness I have learned so much just in regards of like time management and 
you know, kind of putting unrealistic expectations on myself. Um, and like Christmas was a crazy time. That was like ridiculously busy and having to deal with um, delayed parcels because of like the COVID and um, the American um, like postage. Like there was a huge thing there within with American postage where um, it just wasn't going through and a lot of people hadn't uh, ticked for the tracking option, like the upgrade. And it was just crazy. And I had to be very polite and I had to be like, I'm very sorry your package hasn't arrived, which I was, but also like, please don't message me, it's Christmas Day. Oh God, you know? yeah. I think I'd just lose it. it. It gets that way sometimes. It's just, I mean, fair enough if, it, if it's a question about, you know, something that is my fault or something that is, you know, my responsibility. But as soon as, as the parcel is out of my hands, like I can't, I can't make the, especially international orders that I can't make the, the, um, them get any, any faster, any quicker. Um, you know, it's not like I can go over and post it like, in my in my hands to you in, in New York or whatever. It would be nice if I could. I love a good holiday. <laughs> well, maybe one day you'll be like commissioned around the world and you'll get to like flit off to all your exhibitions worldwide. Oh, the dream. <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> How do you think you'd actually describe your sort of style in art, your artistic style? Oh, so I think I have two very distinctive styles. I have, because um, I have a fine art background um, and everything I do is more or less traditional in the kind of media sense. Um, so I use acrylic, I use uh, gouache, I use watercolour. Um, so I have that kind of artistic style for larger paintings and commission work and then I have this kind of fun illustrative style with um, animals drinking juice and just generally like anthropomorphized things um, and it just depends on really what what sells the best um, I find like a lot of my more illustrative things tend to um, capture people because they're more humorous um, and yeah I, I just think it's it's i'm trying to i'm very very trying to um merge them together and kind of come at a at like a, a, a middle ground just so that i can have a official style because you're constantly told um at uni at least i was to find a style so that you're recognizable and i don't think that's fair i think that you can you can be you can have several different ways of working and you shouldn't be uh, discouraged from trying new things and being like, oh, it doesn't fit with my aesthetic. Um, break it, break the aesthetic, like, you know, make what you want and it doesn't matter if it sells. It's about like, it's about making what you want and what you enjoy to make. Because there are gonna be times where, you know, I'm like, oh, I've got summer coming around the corner. I've got to make some summer things for the update in my shop. And then I go, actually, um, Eurovision was just on and I want to make a painting of, of the lead singer for myself and that ends up being very popular because I posted it on social media just for myself though so it, it just really depends um, on on a multitude of things really Yeah, I think that whole find a style and stick to it's wrong because you should show how like, adaptive you are and how broad you can do but I am a big fan of your retrofuturism stuff I adore that aesthetic. And if you could do a spaceship octopus for summer, that would be great. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. I do love drawn octopuses. Uh, octopi, you know, octopuses that, is that kind of... Too. 
Oh, also another, I don't know if this is an idea for an art piece, but um, me and my friend always Sorry? come up with like, um, I, I don't know if this is an idea for an art piece, but me and my friend always come up with like really weird band names, which I feel like could be really good art. And we came up with a name <laughs> last, last night, which was um, Samurai Shampoo. <laughs> Nice. Which I thought would be the perfect name for a band, but like I feel like that would be you could do like a retro advertisement of a shampoo bottle, but like for samurais. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's so important to venture into different styles because I mean it's the same with music. People always like complain when people like always do the same thing, but then they also complain when they do something completely different. They're like, yeah, but they're totally betraying like their their niche and their style. It's like, well, no, they're just experimenting. This happened with the Arctic Monkeys when they released, um, I forgot what it's called. Um, ah, it's going to, oh, oh, the, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it's the called. The one about the hotel on the moon. Four stars, out, uh, four stars out of five. Is that the name yeah. of the album? Yes. Yeah, but, I know. Well, so many people complained as well that it was like um, too derivative of Bowie, but he was an inspiration, but it didn't sound like Bowie. I don't think anyway. Well, they were just, but hurt that it wasn't AM again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, are there any other styles you think you might want to venture into? So I'm getting more comfortable with um, gouache and I'm doing that, uh, you know, kind of to merge my love of acrylic and watercolour together because I see it as a bridge between the two. But I'm also, um, and I, I told myself I would not do it. I told myself that I would, you know, stick by being a traditional artist you know, and get, you know, not get off my high horse and be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm a traditional artist, blah, blah, blah. Like not, and and now because I went through the entirety of my degree being told to do digital art and me being so pissed off about it. Yeah, so what are the main themes in your work or the themes in general? Um, So I wouldn't say that I had any themes in particular. Um, I probably, say I really enjoy painting animals and um, especially animals like uh, possums and raccoons are kind of like um, animals that are per perceived as like trash and like not very like appealing um, I did a whole piece on pigeons from uh, one of my degree pieces um, and I just think it's nice to kind of see that those animals can be quite funny and I think a lot of people um like what's the word I'm thinking of? A lot of people tend have like to, certain um, feel attached to those kind of animals and it's such like that Yes, that kind of like idea of like haha I'm trash, you know. <clears throat> and I think especially our generation tends to tends to do that a lot. Um and I think there's like there's a quite a an interesting way of, of how that's developed. Um, yeah, I'm just talking bullshit, so I have no idea. No, no. Have you heard of the um, the? Have you been on Tumblr in the re in re in recent years? Oh my goodness, no! I think last time I was on Tumblr, I was like 2016. So Tumblr had this thing where um, they were glorifying rabies, and like one guy pretended he got bitten by a raccoon, and it was all sorts of weird stuff going on. <laughs> I'm all um, for it. I love a bit of rabies. <laughs> I think it's really nice you looking at... say, don't get bitten by raccoons. Rabies does fucking kill people. Like, you don't survive rabies. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I was meant to go abroad um, 
boys, yes. And I had like all of the all of the jabs, um, and I had the rabies jabs. And oh my goodness, there's so many of them. And then once you have them and you get bitten, you still need to get three more jabs or something stupid like that. Yeah. What actually happens when you get rabies? Like your brain swells. Yeah, it basically dehydrates you from the inside out. Oh, is that why you phone? Yeah, well, no, it also just makes you go loopy. Oh my God. It makes you more aggressive. I feel like I I already am quite loopy, so I feel like that would have a very, very bad effect on me. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, it's basically what the idea of like being a zombie is like, that kind of like aggressive, that's kind of like one of the um, initial yeah. inspirations for zombieism. Are there like, are there loads of accounts of humans getting rabies? Because like, I don't think I've ever read about a human getting rabies yes. before. In fact, there's a Scrubs episode which borrows from an actual thing where a woman died and they thought she died of suicide. So um, her organs went to people, but she actually died of rabies and all the people that got her organs ended up dying of rabies too. Oh my God, that's dark. Fucking it. Wait, did that actually happen in real life? It, in, it's dramatized on Scrubs, but something similar did happen. Oh my god, that's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back what, what to what you were saying before about um, kind of depicting things that aren't conventionally like pretty or aesthetic, I think that's really interesting because I think throughout like um, history and like children's books and fairy tales and folklore, like it's always that idea that like evil is conventionally ugly and good is like conventionally beautiful. You know, there's always like the old hag who's the witch who's evil and then like the beautiful princess and the beautiful prince. So I think it's quite nice sometimes to like turn it on its head and be like, you know what? The hag is actually a fucking queen, leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, when I came to stuff like, um, like WAP, when that was a thing a couple of months ago, I don't know, was it a couple of months ago? Was it last year? I have no idea. Time is not real. <laughs> um, with with WAP and everyone was like, like wet ass possum. I thought, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this music video a stupid amount of times, probably more than I needed to because I was fascinated. Um, and I'm going to put two two possums in uh, Cardi B in Megan Thee Stallion's outfits and it's going to be iconic. And it was, it was wonderful. It was great and it was a bit of fun and it was just, you know, have these like hissing possums that look quite dirty and quite evil wearing these fantastic ball gowns and pails. I mean, yes. That sounds amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, you should have like a party themed like that, like come as a possum dressed in a ball gown. I would, I would go to a party like that. I'm always a possum dressed in a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is going to be your famous artist quote one day. Speaking of like those themes are there any like things you want to look at and like add to your art in any anything i haven't less about themes but more about um kind of different animals to look at and different ways of like showing like i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of um putting like modern and like current affairs into um the, illust the illustrations especially when it comes to music and I just missed the boat when I came to the Little Nas X um, pole dancing. And I really wanted to do an animal doing the pole dancing and stuff like that. And, you know, making it, make it a thing because the, the wet ass possum was so interesting. You can still do it. Do a pole cut. Now we're talking. Um, but I missed it because I was just so busy with, um, you know, life. 
sometimes life gets in the way and you just got to, you know, put the art to the side and deal with bills, as boring as that is. Yeah, I think it's so admirable for anyone to run a small business and like stay true to what they really like doing because like the real world is fucking hard. I was literally just bitching to Immy when you were uh, dealing with your bread crisis about like how expensive my life is because I've literally just moved out with my parents. Like I have moved down the road in with my boyfriend and oh my goodness, rent is so expensive. Like bills are so expensive and I'm just tired all the time. Like working is tiring, life is tiring. Like it's so hard to muster up energy to do things you actually enjoy and want to do oh absolutely i mean i am um, me and my partner we uh we live in lincoln because we, we met in lincoln we went to the university um and so we've got like this little house and we had a huge problem with a leak we've got damp we've got all sorts of horrible problems because it's a student house and they think that they can you know treat students a certain kind of way even though we're no longer students we pay council tax we, you know we pay a bunch of bills um and because we're looking to get out of this flat and move to somewhere um, with more opportunities, like maybe Manchester, um, and it's it's just the the whole the money with moving um, is going to be so difficult because it means that I can't buy printer ink and stuff like that. I can't um, put the money into my business. I've got to put the money into deposits and grocery shopping. Um, so I've come to realise that it's it's okay to you know put it on the back burner for a little while checking on his bread <laughs> he heard um, the word burn didn't he I was like oh no oh no the bread oh i wish we could smell the bread i love the smell of freshly baked bread not that i know what it's like because we don't really bake freshly baked bread but i like the idea of smelling freshly baked bread. The bread it's just the bread it's coming into frame oh, i'm excited there you go, YouTube. Oh my Deep god, it's your eyes. That's some good food porn right there. <laughs> <laughs> Just realised that nobody would have seen that on YouTube because we were speaking, so we'd have showed. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? No one in, on the YouTube video, no one would have seen that because we were speaking, so that wouldn't have been in frame because it only shows our, whoever's speaking's face. Oh shit, yeah, it's because like on Zoom you're on like a gallery view thing, so whoever's speaking it like shows, so damn it, we shouldn't have spoken when the bread well, was Well, I, I can describe the bread now if you like. Okay, Bring describe. it back into frame, wench boy. <laughs> Come here boy, bring the bread. You can hold it, yeah. It is now coming into frame. It, look at it, lick it. <laughs> there you go. Our nine subscribers don't say we don't ever do anything nice for you. I must say, you know what? Artist by day, bread snap by night. <laughs> um, are, you, are you done clattering? Right, leave. I'm leaving all this in because it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, especially the bit where you called him a wench. Oh, he is though. <laughs> yeah, my wench. <laughs> um, no, I think what you were saying about that sort of work-life balance is 100% true. I think sometimes you do just need to like take time out for yourself and like to do the boring things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know are going to make you sort of happier or healthier or whatever oh, in the long run. Absolutely, because... 
like I said, we're, we're, think, we're, we're thinking of relocating and that is a huge step. I mean, we're more than thinking about it, we're going to do it because if we stay here, um, there's just nothing for us in regards to opportunity, like creative opportunity or um, an opportunity for my partner because, you know, there's it's about a balance uh, between work, between life and the balance in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and I just want to go to Manchester because um, it's further north and I like that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's i think there's a pretty there's a pretty good art scene in manchester like there's always oh, absolutely. Going on, great galleries and like loads of cool little places as well like i'm sure you'd be able to find so many like like nook and crannies with little studios that you could like display your work in oh 100 i i've applied to a lot of design jobs um and I, i've just been looking at like uh, the craft markets and the craft fleas and also, there just seems to be so much more life in Manchester compared to um, Lincoln at the minute. And Lincoln had a huge upcoming art scene and punk scene, um, like pre-COVID. And it was just getting off its, off its feet and it was, it was going to be great. But then, because of the pandemic, it just kind of took 10 steps back. Yeah. We'll talk more about um, the whole small business thing in the last segment there we go for a little hook out for the listeners do you think your style has evolved in any way in terms of your artwork from when you first started oh my goodness um i think everyone's art style uh, continues to get better and better in regards to skill um but then i think because uh, like i said with my fine art like training um i have these these pieces that are um very, you know, I'm not, I won't toot my own horn here. They're very well painted. Um, but then I go and do my illustration work, which is a step backwards in regards to, you know, what is considered good art. Um, because it's it's not as realistic or it's not as, that the colour theory isn't as, um, like, intense. And that doesn't mean that it's, you know, that it's, that it's bad doesn't mean that it's um, any different or lesser than the other art that I created. Um, oh, it's just so annoying if people think like, oh, uh, especially had this conversation with my mom. Hello, mom, if you're watching this, I am. I love you, but you do say this. That um, when I first started saying that I was gonna get into this illustrative style, my mom was like, oh, I, I just wish you'd go back to that painting style, you know. Um, and I can see that because. I am going to take an opportunity to paint something in my old style um, just for myself, not for commercial use, um, just to see if my skills have maybe improved because I've taken a step back and I've looked at the basics again and hopefully by taking a step back I can take another step forward. I think that different art mediums are very much regarded in pretentious ways you know as you said I think some are regarded as like better or like require more like skill than others but I don't think that's the case like obviously fine art is like very very detailed and you do have to do a lot of training but I suppose illustration has its own like challenges and like you have to learn like a whole new software if you're doing it digitally and there's probably a billion other things to learn which also makes it more difficult do you think you find one or the other more difficult or oh my goodness so um I started doing digital work um, just as a way to be a bit more employable um, and 
it's so difficult. It's uh, I'm I'm currently using a Wacom tablet and my uh, my laptop because I haven't got access to an iPad Pro or anything like that. Um, and you know I've I've made some stuff. I do um, custom pet portraits um, in a in a style that's uh, you know I can easily generate them and get them out and you know kind of commercial style. Um, but I look at some of my my classmates' work. Um, who were all digital artists, um, those classmates, there was like, it was like a 30-70 split with 30 being traditional and 70 being um, digital and some of their work, I'm like, how can you, how can you do that with a screen and, and a pencil on a screen, whereas um, I've always used like wet media and traditional stuff and I've been able to get my hand in there and, and rub things and kind of get that texture and they can achieve texture through digital brushes. And I'm like, how? You know, and I think it's it's not about us or them. It's not about who's better and who's worse. Because at the end of the day, if you're skilled, that's what matters. And even if you're not skilled, if you have the capability and the passion to learn and the passion to better yourself, then go for it. And if not, as long as you enjoy what you do, then you you give a shit, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's all witchcraft to me. Like, I'm a musician. I don't know anything. <laughs> How has being a woman in the arts industry do you think affected you in any way? Have you ever experienced any sort of um, prejudice or discrimination or anything like that, or has it been quite a positive experience for you? Um, I would have to say that depending on what I'm doing um has completely different different responses so for example uh, alongside the illustration and the kind of small um smaller work that i do i also do murals um so i'll rock up to a place that wants a mural done um and i mean i'm i'm five foot two like i'm tiny um and i've got these big ladders and i'm going on i'm swashing these big ladders around and You've got like the handyman comes down. And he's like, "You need a hand. Are you gonna be okay, darling?" Uh, and I'm just like, "Dude, I put together scaffolding. I'm good. I've done this before." But yes, I would like a hand because I'm gonna fall over. But <laughs> um, and, you know, I rock up in um, I've got this like pink boiler suit, and it's you know, it's got my little name badge on, and you know, it's my little uniform for doing murals. Oh my and God, so cool. someone was like well what do you do and i'm like i'm a painter decorator fuck off <laughs> oh. but in regards to other things it's been so supportive and so wonderful um and it's nice to see that you know girls supporting girls as it should be women supporting women as it should always be um but not it's not just inclusive to women of course like any they them whatever you, whatever you may be as long as it's not hurting anyone basically yeah. The, the question just is: Do you think there's any way of like fixing the? Uh, I would say the, the microaggressions that we face as women. Um. So no, is the valid answer. <laughs> so we start by um, eating the rich, eating the men, um, and repopulating the earth by those women. That sounds um, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I think um, the the way that that we, as women and 
um, those of us who identify as LGBTQ plus, um, the 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 vast amount of like you know um, history that we've covered in such a little little gap of time is is crazy. I mean, I remember when I was in year seven, um, doing my uh, like tutorial stuff, and I remember when it was just the LGB, you know, yeah. it, like it's gone. It, there's just so much more that was spoken about. And it's just so nice to see that there is so much further for things to go as well. Because yeah. if we think, you know, this is it's 2021, who knows what like 2025 is going to be like. Um, maybe we'll have like equality. That'd be pretty damn great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. I'm glad you brought that up anyway, because it's time for Immy's rant about Margaret Thatcher. Oh, do okay, it, off you go. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher introduced, in her Tory party, introduced Section 28, which meant we had very little education about LGBT people, which means people like myself, trans people, didn't even know what trans being trans was until they got much older, which means that effectively Margaret Thatcher and the Tory parties are, and the Tory party are culpable for multiple suicides about of trans people because they weren't given the health they could afford that they were needed because they didn't know it existed. Fuck Margaret Thatcher. The problem with pissing on her grave is eventually you will run out of piss. <laughs> hey, that's you're, gonna be your you're always making piss. Quote. <laughs> no, that's a quote that I've stolen. <laughs> oh, Emmy, that's so disappointing. I thought that was such that's a good time. Plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like, following that, I think the... So basically, I identify as bisexual. Um, I have been with my partner who happens to be a man, unfortunately. No, I love him to bits. Um, <laughs> he, he happens to be a man, and we've been together for uh, almost four years now. Um, and there's been times where within my... Um, my like classmates when I was doing my degree that there would be this kind of divide and they would be like oh we're we're queer we're queer we're gay blah 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 and then then they would realize like very very later on that I did identify as bisexual and they were like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that I like like missexualized you or whatever and I'm just like dude like I'm in a straight presenting relationship um we're used to these microaggressions because it's just something that we don't really think about in regards to yes i'm with a man yes i identify as a woman um but i also really love boobs <laughs> i've said this before to many people there is nobody more there's nobody who hates the rest of the lgbt community lgbt community more than gay mad so, uh, what do you have in store for the future, Rianne? Have you got any plans for projects or anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Oh my goodness, I want to do so much. Um, it's just a case of money, you know, it's a case of... Um, so very recently, um, a lot of people within the like small business community um, have been running around and screaming and being like, oh my goodness, like sales are so slow lately. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yes. And it's oh thank God it's not just me. Um because like pubs have started opening back up, the sun sun is shining and people aren't, you know, using the internet to buy things anymore. Um and because of that, like sales have taken a huge dip. I mean I'm at like fifty percent less than what I was normally getting. Um and it's come at the worst time because like I said, I'm moving. 
Um, so I have all these great ideas to do um, like more print work, more badges, um, kind of looking into um, doing a, a collaboration. But there's just, you know, you need, you need to have money to do that. And at the minute, um, I don't have any. So, <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm just a classic starving artist, basically, man. Like, give me money so I can be creative. Thanks. Did you hear that podcast, listeners? You need to fund Rianne's artistic career, okay? So go fund her. <laughs> Have you thought about looking a Teespring or something like that? I was thinking of, but then I'm pretty sure that the uh, any artwork that, that you upload, I think they, they own it. Uh, I'm right about that, you know? I want, you know, I want to have my, all my artwork because I think it blows up. Yeah. It will. I I am very confident that it will definitely. Thank you. I um, Teespring on my fucking bar, on my music logo. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do things on like Spoonflower and stuff like that, but it's just a case of researching um, what that website and what that company does with your artwork, because um, a lot of places, especially on Etsy. Um, it's become a place where people can sell very, very cheap products um, that they've gotten from uh, Sheen or from other like second, like um, kind of uh, like mass produced uh, products. Oh. And they're selling them as like handmade. And it, it just puts a lot of, um, it just puts a big dampener on, you know, producing your own stuff. I mean, I, I literally work from my living room um, with my little cricket machine. And it's kind of discouraging to see um, like people like on TikTok, for example, who were like, here's a way to make money fast by doing this and exploiting this. And I'm like, there, where, is the, where is the place for creatives who want to have full control of, of the creative process and, and create a product that is completely handmade and completely, um, created like the flack of a better world with love you know like we make it with love yeah. um and and having yeah and having those things pop up um that people buy in to then say that they're handmade um and a lot of those things are stolen designs and i mean nothing has happened yet with my designs um but it's happened to so many people that their work is out there being sold at um, a lesser quality and you know more of a markup and they have no rights to it because it's just an image that someone's found online um and it's just a, it's a big shame it's a huge shame and i think that there should be uh, stronger regulations of that kind of stuff on etsy um i'd love to start my own website and be completely from scratch but i'm so dependent on that traffic that Etsy brings yeah and um, so in the future maybe once I get more of a following um I'm really trying to go for that um 1k on Instagram I've been trying so hard for so long and I'm like 80 followers away um but once I kind of get up my numbers and, and a bit more popularity um maybe I could make that leap into being completely like self-sufficient and um, but for the meantime for anyone that's wanting to start out on Etsy I would say go for it um it's just it's good for the beginning but i'm starting to want to branch away from that yeah yeah i've got two things to say about what you were just saying by the way so the first thing that i'm going to say about is i've recently started working at a major retail 
the place. We will remain nameless because I like my job. And we have written into our contract that we can't buy items and sell them on. If we get caught doing that, we'll get Wait. terminated. I'm sorry, what, really? Yeah, if we get caught buying items at our discount price and then selling them online for full price, we get terminated instantly and sued. God, that seems really shocking to me though. Cause like, if you think about all the clothes you own and then like selling stuff on Depop, like say, you, what if you bought something from there, right? And then you had it for like two years, presuming you're still working there in two years, which I'm sure you won't be. Um, like, and then you sell it on Depop, what happens then? Are they still gonna terminate you? I don't know. That seems ridiculous. No, that seems like a really bizarre rule. I mean, I'm all for like, um, protecting like designs and content creators and everything. But you know what? Big corporate chains can fuck off. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm trying a lot to be more sustainable with my fashion choices. Um, this is from Vinted, by the way. Ooh la la. Oh. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just trying to kind of steer away from um, big corporations because I've started to be a small business and I've started to really be more conscious about that and be more conscious about people who are also like me who are making things in the living room like a lot of my friends are fantastic crocheters and um, I literally couldn't even fathom to make my fingers do that um, and they sell some fantastic crop tops and I'm like yes summertime I'm ready crop top my boobs sorted <laughs> that is oh my god that's I need a friend who can crochet like I took up knitting during lockdown which I was really really into but I like I've literally half knitted about six scarves I have not finished a single scarf yet and that's all I've done but I really want to learn how to crochet but someone tried to show me how to do it and genuinely it baffles me it's like one hook you have one and then you just I, I literally don't I, I don't understand how people do it it's like magic it's like spinning gold it actually is like it's <laughs> It's crazy, and then you've got people um, who, um, I've, got, I've got friends who do the reusable face cloths, which are fantastic. I use those, um, but I, I'll do. I want to get in. I want to get like a cardigan or something. Um, one of my wonderful friends uh, does make cardigans, and it's that kind of quality, that homemade quality that is wonderful. And yeah, it costs a bit extra because it's it's literally somebody sat crocheting things. And it's not like it's not a machine, you know. It's it's just a shame that mass-produced things have have just really taken down the value of a lot of of, of products, and that's a that's a huge shame. Yeah. My second thing that I was sort of thinking of is I'm really looking into the market of custom Furbies, and on Etsy you can buy Kirby face plates that people have 3D printed. And you can make like custom Furbies because I want to make a wide Furby. Wide Furby. What do you mean? Aren't they already kind of wide? No, no, no. I want to make a Furby, which is basically this pillow, but with a Furby's faceplate sewn into it and little ears on either side. That sounds incredible. You I absolutely look, love Furbies. You need to look up long Furbies. Long Furby on TikTok. Oh my goodness. Oh no, what that sounds kind of disturbing. It is, it's horrifying, but it, you just it's like a car crash, you can't look away, you know. One of my oh my god, I need to find it. One of my favorite YouTubers has done a long Furby, but she's also sewn in like spider monkey arms. Oh my god. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that is so disturbing. I want one because then I can have like a scarf with a personality. 
Oh, oh my, my god, god, no. Oh my god. I don't like I sort of I like I love it, but I I, I don't I like I, I don't think I I can't stop looking away, but it but it's sick. Who did it? But I also love it. It's like um you know the the, the worms on the string. Worms on strings? Yes! I love worms on strings. Yeah, like the, yeah, like the little wiggly ones. No, somebody make, somebody on Etsy makes ones which are like six foot long. What? How do I, how do you know all these things? And you why do. have you not told me these things before? I wanted to know about the long Furby and the giant worm. Yeah. You need to get yourself on the weird side of TikTok. That's how you learn <laughs> these things. You just need to watch Strange Aeons on YouTube. She will she will talk <laughs> you through the t- cursed things of Tumblr. <laughs> I just think it's really funny when stuff like that like comes out or becomes popular. It's like, who thought of that in the first place? Like, who sat down one day and thought, you know what the world needs? A long Furby. Like, that's what's missing in society right now. It's basically the the, the, the modern day Plato, in my, in my opinion, you know? All these great philosophers, they're just now people who make long Furbies. We need them. That's the future of, of society is a long Furby. And this is this is the shit that has sustained us in the pandemic. Oh, I tell you, I tell you something else, right? Something else weird. It's more creepy than sort of fun Furby facts. But um, have you ever looked up a picture of a dehydrated stingray? No. They look like little mermaids. Oh my goodness, no little aliens. Yeah, Immy, look it up right now. Dehydrated stingray, genuinely haunting. It's like a little alien. Dehi- I mean, I don't know, you know it's very sad as well, because I don't know why anyone would, would do that, but it's A lot of people weird. did it for, like, cryptozoology and that kind of, we've just caught the Fiji mermaid. Look at that. an alien, so yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> right? Awesome, but also, like, I can't actually believe that exists in, like, real life. Speaking of cursed things, has anybody seen the insane Facebook parent who put her children's teeth into a teddy bear? Yes. Uh, vaguely. I feel like that happened a long time ago. Is that a recent thing? I, I don't know, but I've I've seen it on Reddit a couple of times and it it never fails to haunt me. There's Mom. one where she made the teeth into like jewellery as well. Like, who Which, thinks to do Research I mean, teddy bear with human teeth. Okay, teddy bear with human teeth. Oh my god, I'm finding out so many. Fu- oh yeah, no, I have seen it. Yeah, the the blue one. Fucking horrible. Yeah, it is. Come on, his because I had to see it, so YouTube has to see it too. There you go. Yeah, and then loads of people have started doing it now. Look, it's become a trend. It's a they're trend like, we don't like, need. Stop like, it. Long for the beast. Okay. Like evil human teeth? No. <laughs> Do you long fairies with human teeth. Do not make it happen. Oh Stop. God. If you yeah. have an idea and you're looking at this video and you're like, oh, yes, combine those two nightmare fuel, long furbies and children's teeth, do not do it. You'll get put on a register. A register that I fucking create. I swear to God. <laughs> do not interact list. This is not in- This is not a place for inspiration right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, no, I love Nightmare Fuel. Anything really, really creepy. Like, there's this um, shop in Chester where I live, and it's a doll shop. But what's really weird, right, is it's never open. Like, it's been open for, like, seven... No, probably, like, 15 years. And I've never seen it open. It's got bars over the window, but it is technically open. And there's just all these China dolls, like, of all different sizes, just staring out the window. And if you look into the shop, it's just, like, a tunnel of dolls. 
but it's never open. We've like, got the bars that'll stop the dolls. We've got two of them in Leeds, except one of them is all stuffed animals, and it's even creepier. Where's that? Is that in one of the arcades? It's in one of the arcades, yeah. I think I've been there. Is it pink? Yes. Yes, I've been there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was... Uh, I don't know how the fuck we got onto... I think it's very interesting how we've linked from, like, Furbies to dehydrated stingrays. I can't remember how we originally got onto the Furby, but I have enjoyed the tangent. Yeah. Um, anyway, I believe it is time to move on to our Hall of Fame section. Yeah, it is. So um, we'll have a little break and then we'll jump straight in. So it's now time for the Hall of Fame section where our illustrious guest inducts one person that inspires them or just a person that they really like into the Women's Workshop Hall of Fame. So, Rianne? Who is it? Oh my god, I'm an honoured guest, wow. I actually have a couple. I, <laughs> I have a couple. I have, um, so I just want to do a big shout out to my friend Amy. Um, she's been with me the entire journey. Uh, her username on Instagram is Amy Mariah Designs. Um, and she's just, she's the person I send all this, like, small business memes too you know and like she really supports me and she's so wonderful and her, her work is fantastic and she works very hard um, and we always go for cocktails together and i can't wait until the world is a bit more normal and then we can go for cocktails again um, yeah she's just so lovely oh i'm um, looking her up right now so we can start following her oh we we already follow her it's fine <laughs> yeah um and then some more artists that really inspire me but i don't know personally um are jessica jane i she's a lovely gouache artist i found her through tiktok and um, i own a couple of her original pieces Um i will give you the link to her instagram name in in the chat because it's quite complicated i don't know how to pronounce it um <laughs> All right, i'll flash it up on screen now Ta -da! um eden clifton who I think is brilliant. Um, I love her print and pattern design. Um, and yeah, Eden, big fan of you. And then uh, my love for print design and risograph kind of stemmed from uh, Jacqueline Colley, um, who uh, is just brilliant. And you should definitely check all these people out. So yeah. And also me, check me out as well, you know, give me followers, please. You sure. in yourself. We're gonna get you to that a thousand. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm including myself. Yeah, put me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do you know what? You should actually do that. Back yourself. We should yeah, put we'll... you in the Hall of Fame. Are we allowed do to do it. that? We designed we, it, we can do we, that. We don't really have any rules for it. It's anybody you want to put in there. So yeah, do it. Put me in there. Okay, let's do it. Oh my God, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think it is about their artwork that inspired you the most? Oh my goodness. Um, I think they're, they're three very different artists and that kind of encompasses my like, entirely random and different ways of working. And I find inspiration from, from uh, both of them, uh, from oh, both of them, three of them, all of them, boom. Um, and in regards to uh, my friend Amy, again, an inspiration because um, we just work so damn hard and it would be really nice for her especially to get the recognition um, and I hope she cries when she sees this. 
do it. Bye. <laughs> that sounded um, threatening. Oh yeah, I'm a big yeah. Do it. Cry. Otherwise, I'm not going to buy you a cocktail. <laughs> You're threatening her into having like confidence about herself. I love that. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Shall we move on to the big question of the evening or the big topic you have chosen for us? Yes. Uh, so yes. what would you like to discuss today? So I would like to discuss um, grind culture. Okay. For those who don't know what that yeah. is, what is it? <laughs> so it's not what it sounds like. It's not about grinding things. Okay. Um, it is about how you kind of... The healthy way of having a work-life balance essentially um, and it's something that has taken me so long to figure out because you know you, you go into something and you're full steam ahead you're like I want to do this and this and you're up and it's like two o'clock in the morning and you're like I've got emails to do and you wake up and the first thing you do is check your emails or check your Etsy sales or whatever um, and it's just not a healthy way of being and that's why I think it is really really important um, for people who are in a small business and run a small business or any creative at all, even if it's not for um, monetary value, um, is to take a step back and to just realise that it's okay if you don't respond to that email on Christmas Day, you know, like that person can wait. It's it's about having that, that space for you to reflect and be like, yeah, I'm a human being. Um, I need to go out, I need to have a pint with my friends, I need to have a nice long shower, a nice long bath, and just, you know, treat myself to something that is human, and it isn't a treat because it's it's just a way of being, you know, healthy in your mind and your body, and your entire world shouldn't be about business and making money, and it took me a very long time to figure that out. I think that's actually probably the most successful outlook on life though I think the people who do find that work-life balance and who do take the time to take care of themselves like are the most successful because the thing is if you push yourself to absolute limit and you do too much and you burn out like you're not going to be able to produce the art you want to produce you're going to have creative blocks you're not going to have energy to do anything you want to do I think having that balance is what makes you a more successful artist this feels oh, without a doubt. I have an eight-hour contract at my job. I do 37 hours a week because I keep taking overtime. On top of that, I'm trying to release a new EP. On top of that, I'm dating. This feels like you're an intervention in me without even knowing it. <laughs> yeah you need to take you need to take a break I mean Emmy literally messaged me at like 10 past 7 being like I'm in an Uber now I'll be th I'll be there in 10 minutes like she literally came straight from work to the podcast she probably hasn't even had anything to eat yet have you had anything to eat not since my break at, like, at dinner oh my god okay you you need you need to take some time for yourself in me it's just it's so easy to do though and it's so easy to forget to eat and to forget to sustain yourself, you know, emotionally, physically, um, and just think that, oh, I've got so many things on my plate and therefore I must eat them all. You know, you, you can put things to the side, um, you can take an hour out of, everybody has an hour to just unwind and, you know, do whatever the hell makes you like happy. 
as, as daft as that sounds and as cams as that sound, I'm very sorry, cams. I mean, I'm not sorry, cams, fuck cams. I'm very sorry for people are getting triggered because you just need a cup of tea. No, you need a fucking pint. Um, the dudes told me, oh, why don't you have a bath? I was like, because if I get in the bath, I will try and drown myself. try and kill myself, yeah. Oh, like, it's, uh, it does work in some sense. It, it is, you know, you need to take a step back and you need to figure out just what you want to do as a business and what you want to do as a creative. And as, as a person, it just applies to people as well, is take time and then you can kind of, in, it was a very ham like way of doing it, but like take time and you'll figure out a lot more about yourself that way. You'll figure out that, you know, once you take a breath, you'll be like, shit, I can do this, I can do that. Um, and things will be more, a bit more clarity. At least that's what I found in my in my personal experience of it. And I'm very new to it because, like I said, I was the person, still am the person on some days, up until two o'clock in the morning with my cricket machine wearing in the living room. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lot harder to practice, like, self-care than people think. But self-care isn't just, like, you know putting on a face mask now and again is even just like you know day-to-day stuff like I mean this sounds super gross but I am genuinely when I get busy and like run down and tired I find it so hard to like to shower and to like take care of myself like to keep myself clean to like eat healthily like I'll just eat junk food I won't shower for like an amount of time where I am not comfortable saying but um just little things like that that all add up to like good self-care I think are so easy to just fall to the bottom of the priority list when you're like exhausted absolutely um dishes like dishes mount up and then you see like the day in the house and you go oh my goodness like how am I ever going to do all that you know and it just gets so overwhelming and then you figure out okay I'm going to be a bit more human today and I'm going to, you know, do the dishes or whatever. And that can give you a sense of product, like productivity. Um, but sometimes there are days when you just want to either go full ham with your business uh, and your creative way of, of working. Um, or there's days where you just want to lie in bed and watch Grey's Anatomy and then play on your Switch and then cry. <laughs> I don't know anyone that does that there. <laughs> One of the best pieces of advice that was ever given to me was by um, Noel Fielding's brother. And he said, if you ever ever have, like, if you ever feel stressed and if you ever just, everything's too much, just masturbate and you'll feel better. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I heard that very delayed because my brain is like half awake today. Did you say Noel Fielding's brother? Yeah, Noel Fielding's brother. How do you know Noel Fielding's brother? <laughs> I saw um, Luxury Comedy Live. What, and did he just come up to you out of the blue and just like... No, no, no. Um, I, 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 met, I, met, I met all three of them after um, the show. Oh my God, that's so cool. Wait, so, what's Noel Fielding in a band? What? Do I live under a rock? Was Noel Fielding in a band? No, Luxury Comedy is TV show. They did a, light, they did a, oh, TV, did right, a tour. Right. Okay, I do live under a rock when it comes I to... I met them all afterwards and gave Northfield in a bag filled with only orange Skittles. I didn't know orange Skittles existed. Orange Skittles are a thing? I thought they were all red, green and yellow. No. Orange what was Skittles the Smartie that was recently introduced? You know there was a Smartie um, and it's like a new colour that was never there before. It's like a purple Smartie, I think. 
wasn't the blue one because they figured out that like this was a god of yeah, they took the blue one away and then they they added it back semi recently. Yeah, that was, wait, why did they take it away? Because the blue covering had some sort of horrible e number that made kids e numbers, out. yeah. Oh, it's like, speed what, like for the kids. addiction stuff, yeah. yeah. Is it like addiction stuff? Is it the stuff that's in like um, a lot of takeaways that makes you like, it's like got that stuff in it, which makes you like not be able oh, to reading it? Um, MSG, is it MSG? Oh yeah, no, I was I was getting the letters wrong. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just um, that like particular blue, like, you know, like blue pop, like it's, you know, it's, if, if the color and the flavor is blue, the, the blue flavor, it's not going to be good for you. And obviously people were like, oh, blue Skittles, what fruit is blue? Blueberries. I don't know. Blueberries aren't in, to be fair, are blueberries blue? I feel like, but I, I've always seen blueberries as, oh no, I guess they are blue. They're I quite purple, I guess. Because here's a fun fact for everybody. Blue drinks aren't vegan, not vegetarian either. It's a good thing you tell me this now because, not that I drink blue stuff, just that I'm, I'm vegetarian now. And I, I just remember that a lot of red things have that um, beetle, like beetle juice in it. Blue times. They get the blue colour through um, hormones, which is found inside a cow's, um, not bladder, liver. What? Who I mean, went there in the first place to discover that? How no, do you discover these things? When there's always like a really weird specific ingredient and like a sweet or something, I'm like, yeah. someone find that out? Again, why did you wake up one day and think, oh yeah, stick a cow's liver in there, see what happens. Any blue liquid tends to have a bit of like, some chemical that's found inside cows. I don't know why this conversation is making me like really crave a Powerade. I think because it's blue and I haven't had a blue drink in a long time, but I'm really craving a Powerade. I don't even like sports drinks. I think it's because I like it that it makes my tongue go blue. <laughs> There's pervets in, in all kinds of walks of life. The food industry, big pervs. They're the like, mm, yes, get me a cow's liver. <laughs> Who yeah. decided to milk a cow? What kinky bastard thought of pulling on a cow's titty? I've never milked a cow before, but like I remember going to this farm once and they had like a practice cow milker, you know, it's like a cardboard cow and they had like a, I don't know what it was, like a bag or something that they'd made into udders. And like, it was the weirdest feeling like, oh, I don't know. I'd feel really bad milking a cow as well. Do you know Maybe what I mean? they were trying to like not milk it and just, they went for the nearest dangly bit. Yeah, they were trying to milk it, but they weren't looking for milk. No, oh, no, no. I just like, I, I mean, do, is it good for cows to be milked though? Isn't it like, do they have to get the milk out? Or like, if you don't milk a cow, does anything bad happen to it? Or is it quite content with the- with the? I'm a vegan, so I'm gonna say it's the cow's milk. Let the cows have it. No, but I don't mean in terms of like milking the cow to consume the milk necessarily. I mean- so You like, just need to like remove the tea. Milk a cow to keep it well. Oh, well, I'm not a farmer. Because I thought like, because it's the same with like, you know, women, uh, when you have a baby and you breastfeed, if you um, like, and this sounds really weird, but like if a child cries when you're breastfeeding, you like automatically lactate and stuff like that. But if you don't like milk it out, then uh, it makes your boobs go like really veiny and swell up and everything. Uh, so sorry for that gross fact. I was just wondering if that also happened to cows. I wonder if it's like, you know, how um, the way that we bred sheep. And it means that sheep need to be sheared because they produce um, more wool than they do naturally. And mm -hmm. um, maybe it's something along the lines of that. Maybe because we have conditioned and bred cows to 
you know, be milked constantly. Maybe without that, that would be something else. But I have no idea because um, I haven't really looked into it because it makes me really sad. Um, and I would like to go vegan eventually. I just need to find um, a milk substitute that I'm really keen on because I've tried oh, I've tried it, but it just it's better than normal milk at least. I feel like if I, you know, if I just drink it and I drink it and drink it, maybe I'll start to like it because, um, yeah, it, like looking at the like forced impregnation of, of a lot of animals to get the milk is very upsetting. I know that's a very ignorant way of, of looking at it, like, oh, isn't that sad? Um, and there's more things to be done about that. Um, so, but for the meantime, yes, I'm going to try and have my oat milk. Me and Ella's boyfriend actually had a conversation about what the best milk is. Um, we settled on it's either um, O or P. Pea milk? Yeah, pea extract. They make it's a, You can get milk from pea extract and it's fucking well nice. Oh, is no, it green? I don't know about that. No, it's, it's white. Oh, would it be green? Green milk. Oh no, I I'm not, I do like I do like the big fat cow's milk. Like I do I have tried some of the other milks, but yeah, they just don't 100 percent do it for me. They just taste a bit sour or like yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'm no, the, I'm the completely same. I I, I really I, do, I love milk. I love cheese, um, but I'm I'm trying to because I, I was pescatarian for a while basically, and then I watched. Um, like David Attenborough, where all of the walruses were jumping off the cliffs and um, because the ocean and all the kind of stuff that happens there, very dumb way of, of you know, voicing that. Um, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to eat fish anymore. And then I, I looked at the cows and I'm like, no, I don't really want to do that, but I just haven't found a, a substitute that's for me just yet. I mean, like, I wish I was as good as you two. I'm like a full, a full-blown carnivore, which I do. Oh. I mean... I don't know, I'm, I mean, this sounds quite bad, but I don't really totally oppose eating animals. I completely oppose the way that they're treated and I hate the commercial, the way it's been commercialized and ha- like factory farms and the horrible, awful things that go on. But I don't necessarily disagree with killing animals, but it's, I do love animals. I think I just think that like animals in the wild kill each other. And so, I don't know, I guess I sort of think it's part of the food chain, but not in the way that we treat them. I think we should treat animals a lot better, but I don't necessarily think we shouldn't kill them and eat them. I think you have a point there, because when it comes to, um, so obviously we we have the teeth to eat meat, and we're not supposed to just eat veggies and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, it is natural for us to eat some kind of meat. Um, And you can see that, you know, from, like, people running around with sticks trying to get woolly mammoths or whatever the hell they were doing. Um, and I think it is very true that that the commercial way of doing it is just so unethical and so unsustainable. But um, I'm not here to lecture anyone because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> well, what the fuck I, have we got here? I know, I was just <laughs> thinking that. Um, no, I was just going to say super quick. I think the problem with them um, sort of eating organically and wanting to... Um, you know, not buy meat that's from like bad, unreliable sources where the animals are treated really badly is all like cheap meat that's affordable comes from really bad sources. So people who don't have a lot of money and can't afford to pay for like good organic food end up eating that sort of meat because they don't have access to like the good meat. You know, like I know a lot of, you know, I know some like wealthy people who always like, you know, go to this really nice farm shop and they get like lovely organic food, but like not everyone can afford to do that. I think obviously you can afford to 
be vegetarian or but I mean in terms of meat consumption I think sometimes it's quite hard to always eat organically when you don't have a lot of money so now we're moving on to our outro um you can find us at the women's underscore workshop on instagram we have a twitter too but we're not very good at updating it and i think we've actually forgotten our app so sorry <laughs> you will find us if you're watching on youtube it's in the end card just look at the end card please <laughs> um we've got some stuff happening on twitch next month we've still got a competition going on uh is there anything you want to add Speaking of, uh, Rianne, you should enter our competition. We haven't had many entries so far, so it'd be great if you entered. Basically, um, it's what does uh, being a woman in art mean to you or what does feminism mean to you? It's sort of an interpretive piece. And the prize is that we will commission you to uh, design our podcast logo. Rianne, would you like to promote yourself? Tell us where people can find you. Lovely, I will promote myself. You can find me at Scott Art on Instagram, uh, Twitter, but I don't really post on Twitter, and TikTok. Yay! And is sorry, what's your handle on Instagram? Is it at our herons underscore art? Yes, it's at r h e a r o n s underscore art. So please go follow Rianne and help her get to that uh, 1K. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. We had the best time, so many great tangents, learned about long Furbies. It's, it's been a hell of a ride. Brilliant. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank uh, you for tune, <laughs> tune in next week and we love everyone who listens. We love Bye. you all. Bye.